Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be revisiting everything Knob Creek. We're going to try a, a new one of their whiskeys and uh, revisit one of the old ones, and of course, just give you a little more information on the distillery, as always. Uh, with me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? You know, I'm doing good. This is, I think, one of the first times I've drank since you're a... Uh... Bachelor party. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, 48 hours of nonstop drinking. It was, yeah. uh, it was a good time. Had to give my liver a little bit of a recovery there. <laughs> uh, of course. Did you, did, you, did you enjoy yourself on the bachelor party? Oh, yeah. Outside of like that uh, one debauchery with the maintenance guy and the rain, you know, it was fun. Yeah, they, yeah, it was very eventful. We had the maintenance guy show up in the middle of our Airbnb stay. We had tornado sirens blaring <laughs> in, in, in a torrential downpour in the, you know, you know, like that, like midnight when we were still up all up you know a lot of us were up drinking and stuff so it was it was really exciting it hit up a lot of uh just a couple of distilleries down there hit old forester got my old forester t-shirt on yeah. right now uh hit up rabbit hole got some products from all of them uh, murphy actually left his bottle of of rabbit hole in my car so he, so he doesn't have he's like you just, <laughs> he's gotta drive back and get it he he told me to just keep it and count it as like payment for gas but i'm like no i'm just i'm just gonna save it to it for him and surprise him at the wedding and bring it to the wedding <laughs> And give it to him there. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, you bought this $50 bottle of whiskey and you came with me on my bachelor party. Like, like I'm not going to keep this whiskey of yours. Yeah. Right. So I just got it. It's still in the bag. Got it back over on the, on the with the collection on the shelf there. And, uh, you know, in 77 days when I when we're getting married, we'll I'll give it to him. Yeah. I might even give it to him the night before. But, uh, yeah, so it was really it was a lot of fun. A lot of event uh, events that we're definitely going to remember. What, what was your favorite thing if you had to pick one? I think, honestly... Probably that Friday night, just like all of us, I like all of us, um, just hanging out, chilling there, or that Saturday night ordering two hundred bucks worth of pizza and nowhere near finishing it. Yeah, we ate two. <laughs> yeah, we ordered two thirty-inch pizzas and an order of breadsticks, and we didn't come anywhere close, like Andy said, to finishing that. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun because we had we tried to eat so much pizza that a number of people were just so they were sick and they yeah. basically were like that's they were done for the night because of that. Um, which was really funny, but then yeah, Jeff Ruby's the the steak dinner. Yeah, was Jeff really Ruby's fun. that was something to do. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed just I like just hanging out at the house and just playing yeah. games and hanging and listening to music and hanging out. So it was a really good time. But anyways, uh, we are gonna jump into the episode here. We're actually doing Knob Creek again because Andy, you got your hands on a special uh, bottle here. Tell everyone real quick a little bit about the bottle that you picked up, and then we'll revisit the distillery a little bit, and then we got a couple tastings we're gonna do. Of course. So this is one that. Before we get into the episode, this is actually kind of a single barrel pick, like unofficially labeled a pick um, by Party Source down here in a northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Uh, it's their single barrel select rye. Um, so it's a single, like I said, a single barrel pick that they did of Knob Creek's rye whiskey. Um, about five and a half, six years old. Okay. Um, 115 proof, uh, aged in Knob Creek's Warehouse One, uh, Floor Four, um, Rick Number 14 from them. Um, so it was kind of an unofficial, I guess, if you will, an unofficial single barrel pick from Party Source. It at least doesn't like technically a single barrel pick, but doesn't have like Party Source's sticker on there. Gotcha. Um, different labeling, but. 
cool. You know, yes. it's a cool pick. I love it. So yeah, we're gonna try that here in a minute, and we're going to try the just the regular Knob Creek uh, Kentucky Street Bourbon whiskey that's aged nine years. We're gonna compare those two, and uh, but before that, we're gonna tell the folks a little bit, just a little review on the distillery here. Yeah. Um, so for a full rundown of everything, before we really get into this episode, um, you know, we did Knob Creek way in the beginning. I think episode number seven, yeah, Honest Dave's Watering Hole there. Um, love it. Check that out. Check that episode yeah. out. Still discussions. Yeah, of course. We always like your guys' input. Seven. Yeah. Yep. But, um, you know, it's something that this was a product first introduced by actually Jim Beam, um, which is the parent company to Knob Creek um, in 1992. And, it's, you know, Knob Creek is part of kind of their small batch uh, series that they do alongside um, Basil Hayden's, Booker's, Baker's. Um, so, like, those four are part of that series. And it was something that, I, at the time, they introduced it kind of to reintroduce or reestablish bourbon on the American whiskey market. Yeah, um, looks like it's about 30, Jim Beam Distillery is about 30 minutes south of where we were last weekend. Yeah. Just outside of Louisville there. Yeah, like right there in um, Claremont, Kentucky kind of area. Yeah. Um, and it was something that, you know, at Knob Creek actually was named after the Knob Creek Farm there in uh, Claremont, Kentucky. Um, and like you were saying with their original product, um, the nine-year-old product... You know, they originally labeled it Knob Creek as a nine-year-old product uh, when they introduced it. But it was around the turn of the century, the turn of the millennia, where, um, and then really around 09, where they had to drop that age statement because, kind of, for at least a short while, because they had to, um, they were like massively underestimated what the bourbon market and the bourbon boom that we have now seen for about the past decade, decade and a half, uh, would be, uh, at least in America. Um, so, and I think they actually like introduced that back, reintroduced the nine year old age statement to their, uh, signature product, their staple product that they introduced to the market, uh, back in about 2020, like late 2020, early 2021. Um, and that was, so it was something like they dropped it in 2016 really due to that. But then um, due to just a, like a massive shortage of like they planned on, let's say a million bottles being sold a year, but they were selling like 1.2, something like that. Um, so it was something of, you know, in 2016, they had to drop that, age statement and then we're able to catch back up in about late 2020 because of the pandemic early 2021 because of that and reintroduced the age statement on the bottles um and i think during that time like they were still keeping it like about a six to nine year old product but it really wasn't until 2020 that that happened where they could have that age statement again for most of their stuff outside of like say a 12 to 15 year olds that they uh still offer um, and it's something that they use a typical Jim Beam mash bill of 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Um, at least for the rye, I don't know what the mash bill exactly is. I would imagine it probably follows something similar to what their regular bourbon mash bill is that I just mentioned. Um, but like I said, I don't officially know what that mash bill is there. Uh, and that pre- this pretty much goes all into 
you know, all of their products, you know, their nine-year-old bourbon, age stated again now, the 12-year, the 15-year, and then all of their single-barrel selects, both the bourbon and rye, um, and then their straight rye that they offer, and then a single-barrel reserve, which is, I think, more of what they do. I think they do typical, um, like, store picks and stuff like that from the single-barrel select programs of the bourbon and rye, and then the single-barrel reserve, I think they do... I don't know if they do store picks from that, but they might do store picks from that. Um, and then, of course, they're a smoked maple flavored whiskey, which is basically just a maple. They're maple liqueur okay. uh, that they offer, you know, because seemingly that's what the bourbon and whiskey market in America has to offer, I guess, anymore is some flavored whiskey. Is there any age statement on the the rye, the single barrel rye that we're going to be trying today? Um, no, but they do say that it was, uh, first barreled in on, uh, October 6th of 2014 and then dumped and bottled or the selection, the selection date at least of it was on uh February 4th, 2020. Gotcha. So I'd imagine it's around, like I was saying at the beginning right. of it, around that five and a half to six year old gotcha. date. We do have it. like somewhat of an idea. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, you want to? Uh, I think we're going to start off with the um, with the regular nine year, and then we're going to do the single barrel select rye, and um, see how they taste. Yeah. All right, guys. We got our single. Or I should say, our uh, we're going to start with the regular uh, Knob Creek nine year and uh, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Give that a, a taste and uh, see how it compares to the rye. As always, we're going to start with the notes. Stereotypical Jim Beam nose where I get some of the ethanol off it, but like a very, very nutty and oaky note yes. off of it. Very um, oaky, very velvety smell to me. It's very, um, I wouldn't say it's super complex. No, not at all. I mean, like we noted in our original episode, like it's not a super complex nose, anything like that. Like it very much follows that stereotypical Jim Beam kind of nutty nose. Yeah, yeah. At least for me, nutty and oaky nose that you would get off a Jim Beam product. Yeah, it's a nice, um, it's a nice greeting. It's very welcoming, I think. Um, not something that's really sharp and coming at you, but uh, yeah, yeah. Again, I just, I think with you, you know, you and I prefer whiskeys where on the nose, you know, on the nose you get a little bit more hints of different things. I think yeah. we like a little more complex. Whiskey. We're a little bit more like Buffalo Trace and uh, yeah. Old Forester fans, I think, than exactly. Jim Beam. Exactly. Let's, uh, but it's not bad. No, of course not. Let's give this one a taste. Okay. 100 proof. Yeah. I think it drinks like a 100 proofer. Absolutely. Pretty much, yeah. I get a little bit of that ethanol, like the alcohol... Sting there on the tongue, and then kind of mid-palate to late-palate finishes off with that oak, and for me, that oak, bready, nutty note. Yep, I'm getting a lot of the oak, a little pepperiness at the end. Yeah, pretty standard, I think, what you would expect from a Jim Beam product. Yeah, like, like exactly, like some of their, at least from their small batch products that they offer, like very stereotypical, just a little bit more dialed in, just drilled in complex flavor with it yeah and it's a it's a relatively long finish i would say like medium yeah um you know long medium kind of um i'm getting some like a lot of oak still and some spiciness um but again it's just not 
It's a solid bourbon. It's just not super complex, and yeah, it's not gonna. It's not quite gonna get you there, in my opinion. I just bought a pint, and it was twenty bucks. Like, yeah, it doesn't break my, the bank, it, it, right? It's it, yeah, but I it's wouldn't. Kinda... It, it's not one that I. It's not one I go out of my way to make sure it's on my shelf. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I like. I only bought their uh, that single barrel select rye. Granted, it was like sixty, seventy bucks. You know. But it, like, because it, I like wanted to try and just, like give Jim Be- Jim Beam some hope, but like it, it doesn't break the bank, but it also leaves you wanting more. Yeah, absolutely. in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I I agree completely. All right, we're gonna finish up our drinks, as I'm sure you all will as well, and then we're gonna pour a glass of the Knob Creek Single Barrel Select Rye. All right, everybody, we have. Our uh, our pour of the uh, select rye pick from Party Source here in Cincinnati, and uh, we're gonna do the tasting. As always, we're gonna start with the nose. So, what is the um, what is the proofage on this one? So this is a uh, one fifteen proofer. One fifteen. So okay. it is getting up with the big dogs. <clears throat> yep. So it's almost sixty percent. It's fifty seven and a half. I'm assuming we don't know the. The um, the mash bill. Yeah, as far as I've seen, I haven't seen officially like what their uh, Knob Creek or Jim Beam's rye mash bill is, okay. so I don't know officially what it is. But like I was yeah. saying in the episode, I would imagine it's probably something similar to what their bourbon mash bill is. Uh, just changing out the corn and the rye there with the seventy five and twelve or thirteen percent. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the the previous one. What are some hints you're getting on the nose there? I'm getting a little bit, um, of course the alcohol comes through because there's a little bit proofier there, but yep, yeah. I'm getting a little bit, um, some spiciness in there, um, mm-hmm. kind of some mint in there, like, so like some off profile mint or menthol that I would get off I'm a getting rye. that also. I'm getting a lot of that and a little bit of charred oak, but maybe, yeah. um, but that, that mintiness that, um, that you mentioned, it really is uh, yeah. noticeable. Yeah, but it's kind of like an off-pro, like, it's not a stereotypical mint menthol note that I would get off a rye. Like, it's it's kind of like more of a Jim Beam note to it yeah. that I would get. Yeah, let's give it a taste. Hmm, that's interesting. I like it. Yeah, oh, I like it a lot. Um, <clears throat> definitely that mint note comes through for me. I'm almost getting like a, like a, it's like a, it's like the mint is like, it's like a pine. It's, it's almost like yeah, a... Yeah, kind of like a piney note yeah, there yeah. on the palate. Exactly. Some pepper, a little bit of pepper. Very, um, it's lasting a little bit on my tongue. The... It's like if you took like a pine nut, because I'm still getting some of that like Jim Beam nuttiness in it, but it's very much like with that pine or mint note in it. Yeah. Um, a little bit of rye, a little peppery. Yeah, uh, some of those spices spice there. To it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, light rye spice on the on the finish. Pretty short finish, at least especially in the back of my throat. Yeah, for me too. My tongue, it hangs out. I can I can feel it hanging out. Hangs a little bit out there. on the front of the palate. Yeah, very unique. I really I really like it. It's um, I mean I'm not a, a crazy big rye guy, so like I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like I wouldn't. I don't think it can hang with some of like the high west ryes that are really top notch. Um, I think there's some Michter rye that are a little bit better. Yeah, but I mean it's a it's very it's good. not bad. It's very oh no definitely not it's it's a it's very good. I mean it might be 
it's probably it's I would say have to be top ten rise I've ever had and yeah and uh, that's you know saying something I think it drinks really well for and, a one fifteen proof. oh yeah too. for sure for sure it drinks very well for a one fifteen proofer and like I like you know I normally trust uh, Party Source like their store picks this is not a bad store pick oh no not at all just kind of an off profile store they know pick what they're doing yeah something a little unique. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, uh, listen to every episode of Still Discussion, share the episodes on your social media. Go follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. We love you all. Uh, don't worry. We'll be here for you next week, America, and make sure you pour yourself another drink. <laughs>